you keep realizing certain things until like you actually do cement it and learn it, right? It just keeps coming back at you. There is no difference. You're 65, your, your brain's just as plastic. Let go of all of those nonsense misconceptions and uh, urban myths that we become less plastic. It's not true. It's just that you don't want to change because you've had more time to become comfortable in the way that you are. But that is not an excuse or a reason why you can't just shift tomorrow. Really honest with yourself. You know there's this voice inside of you whispering. If you just listen, it gets louder. And I'm so in tune with my body and I'm so in tune with what I'm into in the story of what I'm watching and everything is coming together and it, it, everything else dissolves. You can't ruminate in those moments. You can't ruminate during a cold shower. You cannot ruminate during yoga. Smoking a cigarette and, you know, licking it you know and then i'm and then I'm, I'm trying to move it out of my way when i'm trying to sit down on the beach and write some poetry stop yourself in many ways from creating if you're not allowing yourself to just flow into the unknown to not question everything to not have to know where you're going or like what the conditions are it's okay to just know nothing about where you are and just flow in that moment like just go down the river and just let it happen that's yeah. creation Hello, Jordan, a paper. <laughs> I always put a new name when I come into the room, like, you know, handle like, yourself. Today I'm a paper. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, very vain, I guess, with journaling and so forth. Excited to continue the conversation today. I had a lot, I've reflected deeply, like on our last conversation, even journaled about it. <laughs> which is pretty meta, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I found it very rewarding to just open up and explore my past journals and share what those mean to me in some ways. Um, I don't know. And I'm very excited to do it again, but also thinking more deeply about the new year, um, you know, because it's about to be uh, the new year's, especially when this goes out, I think it'll come out on the 31st. So we're going to chat some resolutions and stuff too that I've journaled about. Really excited about that. But is there anything on your end? Um, any disclaimers, any reflections from last week you want to share? No disclaimers. Um, <laughs> I I found it really empowering to read it with somebody else, read my, my past journals with somebody else because I've read through my journals on average one or two times for each of them. And mm -hmm. I've, I've tried to do a practice of reading one a year just out of whatever of them and and they're usually about a year long but the reflection that i get from that is not the same as this focused point of finding like a moment or an epiphany or a meditation a thought that i had and then bringing it and having a conversation about it i i feel that that was mm. useful so i would encourage other people if you have journals maybe sit down with a friend this might sound a bit anti-cultural but sit down with a friend and ask them if you can like read some journal entries with them and just have a conversation about that i think mm -hmm. it was really really useful for me so that's that's I my agree. yeah starting thoughts that's awesome <laughs> i and i also just really resonate with that because there's a lot of times like it's interesting to see how other people think to themselves and what mm -hmm. they how they choose to write and explore the world through their lens and it just helps you see their world a little bit differently because when people journal if you're i think if you're doing it right you're being honest with yourself and being vulnerable because it's only you that's ever going to see them anyway and so 
by allowing somebody else to like see into your world in a way they can more understand you better understand you more than they ever could and i think it can really strengthen your relationship that you have with people mm-hmm. absolutely that's but, really good um and and i i'm glad i was able to help strengthen my relationship with you and looking forward to continuing to do it i say we just go ahead and jump straight in uh and continue on reading some journal entries then yes. we'll get to some new year's resolutions down the road um Let's do you do want it. to start yeah i got one ready uh let's do it Okay, here we go. July 24th, 2022. 24th of July. Life, fear, control, and safety. These things can be very destructive ideas. They might stick around far too long and hold us back. Be in the moment and belittle the fear. Become wabi-sabi. Follow your ikigai and move quickly. Um. Mm. By the way, 24th of July is a holiday in Utah. I just realized I should probably state that. That's where I'm from. It's like the independent day of Utah. So we have the 24th and the 4th. But um, yep. I, I came back, I think, from a night out at this big festival with fireworks and uh, just having some fun. And then I thought, you know, life and fear are almost at heads with each other a lot of the time in my mind in, in in ways and they stick around for too long this battle. yeah and um the best thing to do i i i liked the japanese like idea of wabi-sabi where you just you get cracked you almost break on purpose and become a beautiful asymmetrical being and then you just put the glue in place the gold glue you just put it back together and you become this new stronger version of yourself and you you follow that ikigai that that pull to do something um that was that, yeah that's a really beautiful blend of the two concepts i think that's all life is is you there are parts of experience that are going to break you and i think that's where fear comes into play too because sometimes you're afraid of being broken you're afraid of like pushing yourself beyond what you haven't done in the past, what you are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, of course, you're going to fail at some rate if you've never done anything before, especially if it's something that you're truly afraid of because that means it's big, it's hard, and you're inevitably going to be broken a little bit. There's going to be pieces that come apart, but it's through that process and then you know, putting it back together in a more beautiful, intricate, um, and sometimes I would say stronger way, I think, think is the whole part of it and then if you can do that at the same time like and it's all in the pursuit of ikigai which i think i think is a beautiful concept i'm not sure if it's 100 attainable like in every moment but i think it's a beautiful north star um and so if you're like following that in the pursuit of something along those lines um while still being totally you know open and thankful and grateful for where you're at today all of those just blending together, I think, is a really beautiful sentiment. Nice. That's interesting. I I agree with you, and I also disagree on one minor point, which I think okay. I think ikigai, and maybe this is just semantics about a word, but I feel that ikigai is presence. It is in, enjoying and living the moment fully rather than living a passion and trying to reach a goal. Ikigai has nothing to do with long-term goals. Absolutely nothing. Ikigai is in the moment every day everything that you're doing are you enjoying it and doing it to the fullest to learn and grow and that that's why like i ikigai through the lens of a master 
so to speak, in Japan is usually someone who spends however long they're interested in doing something and following that craft without having a purpose or a reason or an end to it. It's why the top level masters feel that they have nothing else to learn or sorry, the opposite. They, they have everything to learn and that nothing is actually like fully, truly known because the further that you get onto the path, the less you realize you actually could know about it. And that's the beauty of, of that journey. So anyway, philosophical, but <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I always viewed Ikigai a little bit differently. I felt it was a little bit more like life purpose centric. At least that's how it's been presented to me in like books and readings. Uh, but you just trying to find like where everything overlaps, you know, um, in this beautiful harmony, which I don't think is fully attainable, um, especially because you can't, if you can't even know anything uh, in life, you know, you know, at a certain level, um, it's, it's, sometimes hard to like hold the concepts of like how do i mold my life and control it in a certain way but also like let it go completely because you know you don't there there is not like you really start to realize that there's less and less control at the same time and it's like this interesting dichotomy i don't know i'm thinking out loud here but yeah like the the control isn't actually there i think that's the point of you guys well is that there the control is an illusion the control is the practice and it it will emanate naturally so like the point is that you're you don't emit control you don't aim for control you you just aim for the moment and where you are learning and enjoying that moment and then that path that granular progression will automatically sculpt itself and emerge into the beautiful element of finesse and skill and interest and so like everything at the end of that that i just outlined is completely separate from where you are. And that's an understanding that you have through the Ikigai. Because if you're really passionate about something, you're following it because you're enjoying it and it's interesting and you're curious about it. And it continually pushes you to do that thing, no matter how skillful you get at it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think that's really well put. Thank you for journaling that and sharing with us. Um, and you said, was this, uh, if I remember, is this like pioneer day is that what it's called <laughs> yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that's yeah. that's my friends that's... called it pie and beer day <laughs> that <one more. laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, anyway. a, it's pretty interesting utah culture we light up lots of fireworks in the whole valley and it's fun it's yeah it's a vibe for sure mm-hmm. uh cool all right. um all right i'll jump into one uh last week you requested more poet poetry yes. more poem yes. entries so um yes. this one's definitely a bit deeper and self-reflective a lot of my poems will be um more like like, i guess all of them are in some sense some type of journal per se but this one is definitely more reflective of like my experience going through a moment in my life versus it just being some like concept that i like writing about so um this one is called levothyroxine and i wrote it on april 10th Uh, So, I spend Sunday afternoons pondering, who am I? What is me? Am I the collection of thoughts and things I complete? Am I more than my shell, or merely the flesh between the top of my head and the soles of my feet? You may be aware of the butterfly effect, but are you aware of the butterfly-shaped organ that allows you to metabolize the food that you eat? And make sure you grow your hair, 
and that your heart keeps beating and beating on repeat? This life-sustaining organ is called your thyroid. Mine was stripped from me the 15th of December preceding 2023. Every day since that day and every day that follows this day, every day until my last day, I must take a pill to just be. Let me take you through my morning routine. I wake up. For a brief moment, I see the world through the lens of someone less broken. I'm in a world without problems. I'm happy, at peace, just free. Then as sure as the sunrise rises, traumatic events of the past rush into reality. My memories of the ER, feeling anxious and afraid, not knowing what's wrong with me, lost in a sea of potential diagnoses, hoping for the best that had hit me. I have Graves' disease, an autoimmune disorder that if left untreated, will kill me. One moment, I was a healthy 21-year-old. The next, in need of surgery, a total thyroid economy, full of anger, sadness, fear, and rage, eager to be fixed, eager to turn the page, yet naively unaware of the permanence of this chapter, how the ink it's written in was bleeding through the rest of the book, staining the words unread, the life yet lived, tethering my existence to the miracle of modern medicine. Then I roll over, my feet hit the floor, I take a deep breath and swallow the pill once more. Yes, I am breathing and my heart is beating and I may be alive, but I am not free. I am merely the broken version of me that used to be trapped in this morning routine. Wherever I go, my pills must follow. No, wherever my pills go, I must follow. I am the dog. The pills are my leash. How can I be complete when I struggle to discern the space where the bottle of pills and my life force meet? I may be trapped physically. But these chains serve as a reminder to breathe, to smell the flowers, admire the chirps of the birds, become a tree hugger and feel the earth beneath my feet. I may be trapped, locked in a cell with a bottle of pills, but my mind has been set free, free to enjoy the moment, happy and grateful, reminded this day is not guaranteed, thriving on food, water, and levothyroxine. Dope. I love the ending. What a, I love it. Well, can I just tell you like the visuals that popped into my brain? I'm so visual. Like there was a story writing itself. I even had to close my eyes for part because it was getting so real. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I like, yes, you're, I, uh, the, the ink bleeding through the page in through the embodiment. Like I just saw, I saw everything internally, like in your heart and your soul, just kind of turning black for a moment and like bleeding out this purple into your blood. And then, it's like pumping through you and it's almost like you're engulfing this new substance to become part of who you are. It's like a this replacement process. It's like a, the deep rituals that you would have in uh, in like Dungeons and Dragons or something like someone's being reborn and like you, they take a part of you and put a new part in and like <laughs> you, yeah. you, you are like reborn in the moment. And then when you awaken, you see all the potential of this new life. And then yeah. maybe you reflect back and see what, the, like the comparison of the new life to the old life and what you had completely overlooked and maybe taken for granted. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I, I just saw all of this together at once. And then you like owned the new you with the missing part being like yeah. a power. It was, it was really cool. <laughs> Thank you. That's honestly kind of the journey I went on. I, it was a very bittersweet experience at first, but the longer time move, went on, I became empowered by it. I accepted my reality and that 
I can't change this. Like I no longer have this part of me and I ha has to be replaced by this other thing. Um, but there is a way to make the best of the situation. And everybody's telling themselves a story at some point. Like there's a certain internal narrative and this is my narrative. Um, and I, part of me was like, I need to have this narrative because I need to move forward, right? And I, what, there's no other reason, like there's no other helpful narrative in my opinion that's going to produce happiness and positivity and strength the way this type of acceptance would. So this whole poetry or the whole poem was me sitting down to really wrestle with those thoughts exactly like how you're describing. And I'm glad I was able to paint such a vivid picture in your mind and to see that go forward. Um, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you're saying it really cemented the permanence of things, but also the acceptance of it. So anyway, that was my thank you. Three. I also didn't realize how recent the event was. I thought for some reason it was like a little bit further back, but it's almost it's you just passed the one year anniversary. Is that right? Like of that? Entry. Yeah. So I yeah, just a little over a year ago, um, this was. Yeah, because I got my surgery done like i just passed the anniversary of my surgery um how do you feel after yeah. a year i mean what is that what does the year mean anything to you do you feel a connection to the to this time of year because of it or anything like that i'm just curious what your what your feelings are reading through it and thinking about it again yeah i thought deeply about it it's mostly just gratitude that comes my way realizing that i've done a lot with the year this in this past year and I've grown in a lot of ways and there are so many things that I'm doing today or on a daily basis that I wasn't able to do with this time last year and to see like the growth the trajectory of like where I went from like from a physical perspective not being able to run or um you know enjoy certain things because I was immobile for just health issues and then like being in the trenches of like going through surgery and then it waking up from that and seeing like a path for like, I actually have a beautiful journal entry about this that I'll read later. <laughs> so uh, well, we'll, we'll pause on it, but yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing that so far. I'm, I'm excited to see what else comes for. Um, all right. I don't, I, I'm just reading these cause I don't remember what they're about anymore because I wrote them down a while ago, but here we go. August 21st, 2022. Focus on the moment, explore art, be creative, and serve others. Remember that everything else will come naturally and happily to you. Stay positive and happy always, unless you want to suffer for no reason. This That rings so true to me still today. Don't take anything too seriously, also rings true. Be disciplined and don't be afraid of risks. There's no past or future, only this moment. Enjoy it. Um, I think the two big things that that I pull out from that still that are just so resonating, stay positive and happy unless you want to suffer for no reason. I think about this all the time because every time I get upset, like I very rarely, it doesn't happen anymore. But if I get upset or more often, I'll have a negative thought just popping in my head. Mm -hmm. And I remember that if I, I could just ruminate on that with like little effort or maybe even no effort, right? Because it will just continually try to solve itself. I'm a problem solving machine, or I can just realize that that's there and I could just be happy instead. Boom. 
focus on something else, be present, you're happy. It's so easy. It's so yeah. easy, but you have to like be cognitive of it and you have to make a decision to do that. Um, yeah, you have to step outside yourself. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, step outside yourself and then don't be too serious. Like I think life, I, I don't think life needs to be serious or shouldn't be serious, I should say. The, the people that are having the most fun in life that feel the happiest to me, the ones that I jive with the most, we are just like not super ultra serious. We're just like, we can have a serious conversation, but everything can be playful. We don't need to constantly like batter down the hatches and like <laughs> be yeah, existential yeah. about like life in a negative way. It's more just like we're curious and we're having fun. And, and that's what makes life more interesting to live, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. That brings me up to a concept that everybody's in a certain movie in my opinion like Ooh, some people that. are in comedies some people are in horror films some people's are in drama and yes. dramas and so forth and we create this internally all of the time every single experience that we have we can choose to laugh about it we can choose to see it as something that's very serious and the weight of the world is falling on you and all of these things and it's so climactic some people thrive on drama for example and they see themselves living in a drama um, yeah and other people that are for whatever reason like they'll start to cultivate more of a sense of humor and we have like the people that are just you know they always walk into a room and everything's just a little bit lighter and freer and funnier and it's because they choose to see the world in that way it's very difficult for my experience to be able to shift this perspective like you typically fall into one of them. And I don't know if it's from like how your parents, you know, raise you or what specific parts of life really control the narrative and the way you choose to view it. But it's probably a very long thing, uh, like a long time horizon. Like it, it bakes in slowly and it can be very hard to pull out of, especially as you get older. But you have to be able to step outside of yourself and be cognizant of the fact that you are choosing to see your world and your reality from a particular lens and that's something that i have struggled with honestly um for different parts of time because i used to be like so so tight it's just super serious all of the time and yeah. i had no idea why like i was always afraid to let myself laugh yeah. and like let loose and enjoy and i feel some level of regret um like the time i wasted taking life so seriously when i could have been having fun so yeah, maybe you if, needed if that say. maybe you needed that oh just quickly because this is important maybe you needed that in order to juxtapose the opposite right sometimes you can't see what you can't see until you see the antithesis of it like you need you need to have yeah. the a and the b right at the yin and the yang so Definitely. i just want to you can't necessarily feel or appreciate the warmth if you don't experience the cold so to speak yeah i yeah. So anyway, this whole analogy just really um, fascinated me for the longest time because I've always been trying to become somebody that takes life a little bit less seriously because for so long, it's felt so deeply ingrained. And in moments, I can be very present and be like, oh, wait, I'm taking this moment way too seriously. Let me loosen up and then I have a great night. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I have to be constantly reminding myself, being aware of that. And it can be a muscle that you got to keep flexing until eventually like it is just your natural state to be in more of that line, whatever type of way you're trying to experience the world. Yeah. Um, whether that's through humor or whatever. Oh my gosh. I Thank you for 
just bringing that to the table. I have never thought about yeah. that before. And I love that. I'm just going to think, I'm going to think all the time, like, which, which movie is this person? I'm going to be like, moving <laughs> in on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This person's definitely in some kind of a thriller. That person's in a drama. And that guy over there is like in, in uh, some anime that I've never heard of before. Like, it's just, <laughs> I love, I love, yeah, I love thinking about that now because you know what else it does in a great way? It, it sort of third parties the world. It, it shifts you out of this internalization and almost into that like meditative awareness state where you can just view things as like moments you just view things as happening and you you progressively understand them in a different way and one more thing i want to add that is going on with exactly what you said i have felt and known since i was young that i can control my mindset i can control my mood i can control how i feel in every moment about what I am experiencing. And it's always just been the struggle to figure out the best way to shape the reality in the lens that I want without getting lost in other directions. And I have gotten lost in other directions many times because it's not easy. Being alive is difficult because there's so many distractions. There's so many obligations yeah. you have to do. That's the, that's the challenge. But um, you can you can shift that lens. You can sculpt it. It doesn't matter how old you are. I tell the damn data, I 100% believe that anybody can change just as easily no matter how old they are. And there is research to back it up now that uh, we're just as plastic after 21 for the rest of our lives. There is no difference. Mm -hmm. You're 65, you're, your brain's just as plastic. Let go of all of those nonsense misconceptions and uh, urban myths that we become less plastic. It's not true. It's just that you don't want to change because you've had more time to become comfortable in the yeah. way that you are. But that is not an excuse or a reason why you can't just shift tomorrow. And I try to live that mantra and hold it close because I think it's super important. I completely agree. Can I read a poem really quickly? Yes, please. That aligns with this perfectly. I just wrote it. I just journaled this. Amazing. <laughs> go, go, run. Perfect. <laughs> this is called Courage. Wrote it on the 20th. All right. There is comfort in soaking in the known routine that revolves around me. Predictability with a side of certainty poured out of a box each morning as I gaze into the bowl of cereal to see the events of the day rotating like cornflakes and milky mundane. Sweet at first. Then the taste of death lingers on my tongue until sunset, followed by bitter regret. I let another day shape my fate into sitcom reruns stuck between couch crevices and TV frames. I know there is more than the day before waiting for me tomorrow. Potential energy I can borrow and convert myself into something more free. To be the voice inside reminding me who I'm supposed to be, rising above mountain peaks, actualizing dreams I've spent years imagining. As I approach speeds of terminal velocity and gaze at life beyond this airplane window seat, with hope that courage tastes better than cornflakes from the day before. Yes. I, the first line was so good. I just pouring emotions into your cereal bowl of life. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It just, but yeah, it's just, it's so, it's easy. There's so much cumber and soaking in the routine of it all. Like, especially as you get older, the more you do it, it just cements and cements and cements. But there's like this voice. If you're like really honest with yourself, you know, there's this voice inside of you whispering. If you would just listen, it gets mm -hmm. louder. And eventually, you can do something crazy and 
be on an airplane going God knows where. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, seeing what's out there. Definitely. All right. Next one from you. Okay. Uh, here we go. September twenty second, twenty twenty two. I love getting outdoors and experiencing new tech, outdoor adventures, implementing a new learned skill, being silly and creative, learning new things, making through experimentation and releasing something into the world. I just needed to make an entry that was so perfectly honest with myself about what I enjoy because I have, I have felt many times where I had done things because I felt other people maybe had told me that that's what joy was, or I had felt in some kind of a cultural setting that that's what joy was, or that it was not okay to enjoy things. Like in this case, experiencing new tech. I love getting a new technology, a new, whether that's like an object, like a phone or some, some new musical instrument, electronic instrument, like whatever it is, a new microphone. Like I just love technology and I feel that in the current day and age, that is not allowed. You're you're not allowed to consume. You're not allowed to enjoy things, but it's not like a consumer addiction. It is just the joy of like the magic of physics, creating a new universality for me and, and using yeah. tools in a new way that just blows my creative brain open. And that's what I like about it. <laughs> right. I doubt most people think about it as deeply as that. And so I feel like that's where a lot of the stereotypical like tabooness might come from. Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right. I mean, technology is this beautiful thing. It, the constructs that are part of our lives, human ingenuity building on top of each other, like generation after generation is to bring us to like the pinnacle of human achievement that we're constantly living in in the present and being able to like experience that and appreciate it deeply. It's not like you're buying tons of things and then picking them up once and then letting them go. Like you're very particular about what you purchase and you're probably buying the highest quality types of things and then you're using them and you're really leveraging for what them for what they should be. Um, whether that's like physical or more of a software thing, I know you're super into artificial intelligence and like leaning into the future of what that is. So, and you have a lot mm -hmm. of fun with it. Um, technology is a beautiful thing that can shape your life in so many unique ways. So. I really like that you said that. And then I also like that you talked about like creation from a certain perspective. And it's about, at least from how I interpreted it, it was more about how you, you, you create joy in your life from being able to produce things that are coming from within or coming out from within. And it's not necessarily about what somebody told you or what the society tells you is worth making it's like what do you think is worth making yeah do you mind elaborating on what creation means to you oh yeah well we're, we're gonna do a whole episode on it but i'll just i know we, we definitely are we definitely are keep it short but yeah <laughs> yeah um creation creation i suppose creation is emergence from ideas or, or let me put that a little less businessman and just <laughs> I think I think it is a curiosity expanding itself into a reality that reality could be an idea or it could be a tangible thing but or an exploration or it could be a feeling with another person or it could be a film I mean I don't know I just 
just watched a really, really interesting film last night that changed a lot of things in my mind about reality loops or like getting stuck in cycles. Shoot, I'm going to have to look up the name because I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it's basically about like this cult and there's some really weird stuff going on and there's like unexplainable things happening and I'm not going to give anything away, but the beginning line is like talking about how we fear the unknown and that is the greatest fear that humans have. Hmm. And then a lot of unknown, like there's a lot of pieces in the film that are that they're just this irrational unknown thing happening. And they're like, you feel fear. They did such a good job of making you feel the fear. But then in reality, it's just your irrationality. And I think, and I'm kind of trying to wrap this together because I do think that, uh, that unknown, like embracing the unknown is the way to create. And you will stop yourself in many ways from creating if you're not allowing yourself to just flow into the unknown, to not question everything, to not have to know where you're going or like what the conditions are, it's okay to just know nothing about where you are and just flow in that moment. Like just go down the river and just let it happen. That's yeah. creation. I mean, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful way to put it. Thank you for sharing. Creation is flow is kind of what I got from it. You and can say that. I... I believe that wholeheartedly. And that's been my experience. Yeah, it's definitely been my experience. Just letting yourself go in like what I, the word is evading me. Oh, that's so frustrating. It would have been a poetic way to say it. But just surrendering yourself to the moment and allowing and without judgment certain things to flow through you. Every, like when you sit down on at, like I, I write a lot so I'll use that as an example from a creation perspective but obviously creation takes shape of all at all forms but mm -hmm. when somebody sits down to write a poem or a book or anything like that there's always this blank page that's staring at you and that cursor is just if you're typing that cursor is just blinking at you and there's so much potential energy on this page in that moment and you have to like let it flow you gotta yeah. open the gates but people <laughs> i think that don't that maybe suffer from writer's block or something along those lines it's because they're too scared to let those gates go and it's got a top really yes <laughs> Yeah. I have a tip to get yeah. out of exactly. get out of the creative blocks. Get out of the writer's block. Are you listening? Everybody listen. This is this is a good tip. I'm this worked for me many times. When you're stuck, when you when you feel that there's nothing else to flow, if if you could do this visually, that's great. But maybe you have to go physically do it. But you're gonna have a primal ritual with yourself. And you're gonna decide that this ritual is going to open up the primal spirit inside of you. And if you can visualize it, maybe you're gonna visualize like dancing in the wilderness, you're going to beat drums. Maybe you're going to like get a physical watermelon and you're going to just bite into it or you're going to smash it on the ground. You're going to start eating some of it. Do something insane that like opens your brain and is like mm -hmm. makes you realize that you don't live within the conditions of this perfect box that you have to be very finessed within. No, you do not. You do not need to do that. And you need to get out of that to get out of the writer's block, the creative block. So mm -hmm. do the primal ritual and then 
let it flow. Like you're saying, like just start Definitely. putting nonsense out and then it'll just, you'll start grabbing pieces here and there. Think about like fridge magnets. Like you throw the bucket of fridge magnets and then everything sticks and you're like, whoa, there's this canvas. And now I can see the potential and you start grabbing pieces and putting them there. But if there's nothing there in the first place, you won't be able to create, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I think you're very passionate about this. I could tell. I know. Yeah, I it seems you. like you're speaking. Yeah, I know. Um, I 100% agree. Everything that you can create comes from life experiences. Like at a certain point, everything that you notice, everything that you've experienced is what you can create from. So if you feel like you're stuck, go experience something that you haven't experienced before. Just do something crazy. Get out of that mindset and that state that you're always moving forward through. And like all of a sudden, like things start clicking in new ways. So, yeah. Can I read a, a really creative entry now? I feel yeah, like I'm up is good. Okay. February 24th, 2023. Great and lovely proportions, strong mist and beautiful landscape, light droplets and swirled white were mossy dredge. Across the yard, the pastry chef teaches a family the best frozen banana bread for long-term guest serving. The duck hides just far enough to sleep half in the rain, half covered by the eve. That's beautiful. Wow. And I love banana bread. So like, <laughs> you know what the best part is? This was a literal description of my experience at the moment. This was not a poem. This was this was not a visualization. This literally happened. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wait, when, when and where was this again? So this was in Hawaii uh, when I was staying with my friend to help him build his house. But a lot of stuff was happening. And it was a beautiful morning up by Volcano National Park, which was where they lived. And there was yeah. just mist rolling into this beautiful green landscape there's light droplets and moss and like water dripping everywhere and i just looked out across the yard and, and there was this there's this five-star pastry chef that they just have any friends with who comes over sometimes and he was teaching um he was teaching one of my friends who i was staying with how to make banana bread to to serve it to their new airbnb guests and then they just got these new uh runner ducks which are like ducks that stand up and they, it's really, they look really cool. They're like stand up like humans. And they were kind of just halfway in, halfway out of the rain, uh, just chilling under the eve. And all this was just happening. And, and I just, it was such a nice moment. I had to create something out yeah, of it. Yeah, it came out of you and you let yeah. it. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I have one. This is definitely not something that actually happened. Definitely a visualization. Okay. <laughs> Titled Wake Up. Wrote it on May 12th. Raspberry Mountain stumble across my doorstep, eager to be climbed, tasted. I've swam through earthquakes once before, swallowed by fields of lavender waffles, drowning in the gravity of nectar orbiting around me, my ego still sore. Wake up! Peel your dreams off the floor. Why are your, why are your dreams stuck on the floor, Gregory? <laughs> What does it mean? I don't know, <laughs> but I don't have to know. That's also something I wanted to share. Sometimes yeah. you don't know what you're creating, and that's totally okay. <laughs> you can yeah, I was just look, curious. Be surprised like, that you created something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That of course, I there doesn't always that there never has to be a meaning. Um, I was just curious if you had one, like if that was a deeper metaphor. But I, <laughs> I, I enjoy sometimes just using words for words because there's so many weird mind maps that we have connecting principles and ideas together and when you when you connect two things that aren't supposed to connect your brain <laughs> starts like 
malfunctioning in a really fun way is maybe the best way to put it. <laughs> definitely. I feel like that is in essence what creativity is in a lot of ways. Yeah. Maybe not completely, but definitely. No, it definitely is. Uh, I, I think putting two ideas together that don't go together is creativity in a, in a very descriptive terminology. The dictionary entry, I would say that's what I would start it at. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Uh, do you have another one you want to share? Yes. Yes. Okay. March 2nd, 2023. Becoming COVID. Somehow it finally happened and I became COVID or COVID became me. I'm not sure. Everyone referred to me as COVID. It took over as a sold identity or perhaps I just became it. People only knew me as COVID. Slowly, I bled back into Jordan. Wow. That was a trip. It like took on a different character and and it felt very separated. Can you But it it was like Yeah. Yeah. It, uh <laughs> it's like so frustrating, but at the same time, I understand it. But basically like I, I got COVID while I was staying in Hawaii, but we had friends visiting, like one of my best friends and his wife were visiting with us. So it was like the party group was there, like high, old high school friends and it was really joyous moment. And like halfway through their visit, I got COVID only me somehow, which is like almost impossible because we were together like all the time. And then I sort of had to section myself, which wasn't always necessary, but it was like everyone talked about me as COVID. Like I had COVID. Everyone had everyone else that they knew in Hawaii, like had to know that I had COVID. Right. And then right. it was, I became COVID. Like I had no identity anymore. Like, even though I don't feel like I don't always have one anyway, I try not to have one. Like I, I was forced to, to become something that I wasn't, but maybe I was, yeah. I don't know. It was really interesting. <laughs> now, how did it, how did it feel coming out of that and I just, it's interesting because I never had that experience where I was lucky enough. I did get COVID, but it was years down the line. I mean, mine was too. It was this year. So yeah. 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 So, but like, I feel like it's a little bit different, like compared to when I, I when, when, everything really started to go down to, to I can't even imagine what it'd been like to get COVID in those moments because I feel like it would have been even worse, but how, just tell me, I, I feel like there's something here. Tell me a little bit deeper about your time being alone and uh, maybe it's hallmarky. Maybe, maybe, but maybe there's something deeper here when it comes to like the realizations. The realizations that you had, like as you came through that and returned back to normal living. Well, one thing that I felt was empowering of the experience is that, like I had mentioned in the last episode, I've been doing this morning routine, which is quite intensive, takes about three hours every day, and that that's been part of my resolution this year. And this was in March. So I had only been doing it a couple of months, but I was like, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be damned if that's the end of this. Like COVID's, COVID is not going to get in my way of anything. Like even though I felt absolutely terrible, I was like, yeah. nope, I'm taking a two minute cold shower first thing in the morning. Like I don't care. And I'm going to get up 
yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get up and do yoga. I'm going to do a workout. Like I, I do not care. I will just push through it. And like, maybe it will slow me down a little bit, but, um, I wanted to make sure that I told COVID it didn't have control of my body. Like I was still, I was still the master and like it could move on when it was ready or not, but I, there was no way it was going to stop me from doing what I wanted to do and like being me. So like when I say wow. I bled back into Jordan, it was almost like it came in strong and I was just like punching it and fighting my way through your way back. Yeah. Yeah. that's awesome i just see a montage of you punching things <laughs> punching my face in the air like yeah yeah <laughs> that's great all right thank you for sharing yeah bring, right. bring us somewhere else please <laughs> okay cool uh the beach how's that nice. <laughs> um this is September 29th of this year and i came back to my hometown after living in salt lake city for a few years spending some time here before I go and travel the world um, more broadly in 2024. Um, but I wrote this just sitting on the beach before it started to get cold. And um, I was also reading poetry from somebody else at the time, which I think is a great idea. If you ever are into writing poetry, read a lot of different diverse poetry and it can help make yours, you know, can bleed into yours a little bit. But anyway, I am here for now. Is when I am carried by the salty air as it rolls across the crest of ocean waves that draw me near. Sunshine clear, and used cigarette butts filling used between pure white quartz crystal. My toes sink into the shores I call my home. We are all alone, continuously eroding our clock as our future arrives at different speeds. Do you see the shimmer of your death bobbing on the horizon? Swim to it as slow as you can, or be yanked by the sea of comfort and drown in bushwhackers, oxybenzone, and plastic water bottles. The beach. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was my reflection on sitting at the beach and my home and just seeing how a lot of people don't really everybody because they're on vacation right a lot of people are just tourists or like at least at the very least enjoying the beach but it's just everybody's carrying around plastic water bottles and then dropping them and like letting them sit in the sand and then smoking a cigarette and you know licking it you know and then i'm and then i'm I'm trying to move it out of my way when i'm trying to sit down on the beach and write some poetry and it just got in my mind so deeply and the the whole visualization of cigarette butts staring at me while i'm writing just brought this poem to life but I just oh see all gosh. these people soaking in all this comfort, but not like really realizing that all of this is destructive, like one to the planet, which I didn't really harper on in this one, but it's also destructive to themselves. Like the whole thing around, like, do you see your, the shimmer of your death bobbing on the horizon? Like if you see it, like your death is somewhere out there in the distance. <laughs> and if you choose to swim to it, if you choose to get up out of that chair on the beach and go swim, you're going to be more active. You're going to get your heart flowing. You're going to be healthier and you'll get there slower than otherwise you're going to be yanked by this sea of comfort across, you know, with all of these preservatives and different chemicals that you're putting on your body. Yeah, I just <laughs> so imagine cancer. As, yes. I just imagine you as like Chuck Norris running down the beach and just like shoving people out of their chairs. Get up, sucker. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know what's really great? I don't know. We must be on the same brainwave because my next entry is about the shore and the ocean. And the one after that is about what makes America. I have no idea how we managed to pull those together. I was going to say, I can't wait for you to come to beaches not in America. And you can see that, you know, people are actually civilized in other parts of the world. (laughs) 
you would never see that in like Japan or in Norway or maybe parts of the UK. Sorry, UK, but I saw some of it. But like other places, it was. Yeah, I guess you going to go to the beach there. But anyway, I'm going to go March 11th, 2023. Close to shore. I want to be in both places at once. Close to and far from shore. And move on. March 19th, 2023. What really makes America? Lying on the front yard grass or concrete. Breeze. Birds singing. Silence. Leaves blow. Sun briskly kissing your skin. Projects. Ideas. Iced tea. Drop-ins. Beauty and nature. That is the joy of America. Uh, this was obviously my personal self-reflection of what I get joy from about America as a country. And a lot of it is the free feeling spirit of, I guess you could say freedom. I would say a, a, a feeling of freedom. I don't know how it doesn't live through in every experience and in every condition, but in the experiences of being within like a suburb open with nature. Like when I wrote this, I was like lying on a on the concrete foundation that we had just poured for my friend's house. It was just like, I'm out in the open in the middle kind of nowhere lying on this massive concrete pad. And there's just birds flying over and singing. And like the, the sun is coming down on me and it's silent, but also you can kind of hear people coming and going in the distance. And there's like people coming in and, and dropping in to visit. And that's, that's what it is. That's, that's the embodiment of it. It's just that, that openness, that slowness, Obviously, that's not this way in New York. I've lived there as well, so it's not the same feeling everywhere. But I would say when you're out and you're in those conditions, like in Utah in the suburbs, I get the same feeling. There's like laying out in a hammock mm -hmm. next to the garden on a beautiful summer's day. And there's just the subtle sounds here and there. And you're going to like have a nice ice drink and just that's mm -hmm. bliss. I mean, that's the joy. I, of America. Yeah, I really do like that. I also find that's interesting what you bring up especially in connection to america because you have vast amounts of experience outside of america and mm -hmm. so when you're able to come back and see it from a different like outside view i think it's just an interesting perspective because i haven't been able to really do that in the same way um and it's interesting that's what you pick up on i think i've had pretty similar experiences now that i'm kind of reflecting in it on it in the moment being in like florida typically like on the beach or on a boat, but enjoying the sunshine and drink tons of iced tea. Tell you that right now. Some yes. good stuff. Yes. <laughs> and from Florida, like you might enjoying <laughs> Yes. Enjoy but enjoying enjoying the company and the music and um people just hanging out, having fun, sharing stories and I don't know, and then playing some really American country music and yes. had a great day. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for sharing. All right. I have one. It's called Art. And I wrote this on September 5th. Art creates space to be free from the constraints of conformity. It's the muscle of letting go and releasing ego so that the wisdom of the universe may move through you into reality. I'm laying in a pillow of green. I'm reminded that I am nature. Nature is me and I am free. Freedom is the byproduct of letting go. If you want to be free, let go of assumptions, of expectations, of personal narrative. Just be free. Orange blossoms make me warm inside. Remember to look at life like you've never looked at it before. I love mountain silhouettes. Anything that exists cannot be lost. Lost is a relative concept. 
Here. What was that last part get, uh, about get before before the getting lost? The getting lost is what? Something um, to get. The very last part? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, just read the last two sentences. Anything that exists cannot be lost. Lost is a relative concept. Hmm, anything that exists cannot be lost. That's what I was looking for. That is what a fascinating line. Yeah. It really brings home the relativity of, I mean, language in general is just projections from the human experience, if you can even say yeah. that. I mean, maybe even as less than that, it might even just be some fake layer on reality that isn't there, right? It's like, yeah. It's maybe. like a concept. Of, yeah. I think about this the yeah. concept of math. Like, does math exist? Obviously, people will say that numbers exist, counting exists, and, and you can use formulas to describe reality. So it must exist, right? right? But something that describes something isn't the thing, in my opinion. So I think there can be a little bit of gray zone in there. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really interesting way to look at it. I was definitely thinking more about physical things, mm. like the concept, like, but it's also interesting to think about like the losing of concepts and ideologies and like social norms and all of those things. I feel like certain things like that can definitely be lost to time yeah. and evolution. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. But um, anything that's here in the now, physical things that exist, like just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And, um, but I think that can permeate through a few, a few other things too. Anyway, take it how, how you want. That's art, you know, interpret nice. however you want. Yes, I like it. Uh, okay, March 21st, 2023, getting jazzed, only paths forward, decisions that won't make sense one way or another, but will make total sense. I should only make decisions, not expectations. Every day can be beautiful. Mm. So I think this is the, uh, yeah, only paths forward, decisions that won't make sense one way or another, but will make total sense. I, I, this is such a cool way to approach things you go and you're like trying to make a decision because you want to make the right decision but mm -hmm. if you take a path that doesn't make sense sometimes it just wraps around and makes tons of sense and maybe this maybe yeah. i'm just writing the same narrative over and over again about like not being fearful and like getting out there but i, I just feel but that's, it's, but that's great though i sometimes you have to say things a lot of different ways and things come at you like similar stories, similar truths can mm -hmm. come at you in different variations from different angles. And it, it depends on the day and what strikes you. But all of that is in the pursuit of like weaving it, weaving that structure of like the orb of your awareness or the, the way you choose to move through life. It all builds on top of each other and some like pulls back and then comes back and it can be a very messy process because sometimes you can make realizations and then lose them and then make and realize them again. And I think that is also part of life because you keep realizing certain things until like you actually do cement it and learn it, right? It just keeps coming back at you. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's interesting because a lot of my journaling is that way too. Um, of just writing different ways of how to be present and like to create things and to like be open and flow and let go and like I've, I've said that in a million different ways to myself and mm -hmm. all of them you know spoke to me in that in the moment that I needed it so I think that's really great but decisions I think is an interesting thing to call out and yeah. instead of expectations like what a beautiful line I'm definitely going to take that to heart um, 
and keep that top of mind as I'm going about, especially as I'm thinking through like New Year's resolutions and stuff like that too, which I don't know if it makes sense to go ahead and get in there. We're 53 minutes in. Do you want to start to make that segue? Uh, mm, I just maybe want to share a couple more and then we could start segueing if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Let's blow. Okay. I just wanted to share these two because they were, um, when I visited Kona, which recently burned down, um, I had been there in April of this year. So it was like very recent, close to when everything had happened. Uh, so the first entry, April 3rd, Manta. Last night off the coast of Kona was incredible. We snorkeled with 10 to 15 foot manta rays. We saw into their souls. I, I really felt this. They were just down there, these beautiful, massive creatures coming up and just looping behind and like rubbing against you. And you're just wow. floating there, just experiencing this. I mean, yeah, it was incredible. And then the next day, um, this, this is going to segue in because I have um, in my planner, I have these fears. I try to do one fear a week for the entire year. And one of them was something that I made as a challenge for somebody else in this year long game that some people play in Japan from this designer where you give, give a challenge, you like either give a couple of easy ones, a medium one or two medium ones or like one really hard one. And then they have to do that in order to come back to this celebration of the continual progression of the game. And so my challenge to someone was to give a hundred dollar bill to a stranger with no explanation, just, just go out and give it to somebody and see what happens. And I thought, you know, that was such a good challenge that I wanted to do it myself. I wanted to challenge myself to do it, especially in a moment when I didn't have a lot of surplus because it would mean a lot more to me. Um, so here we go. April 4th, 2023, $100 and John. This morning on my walk in Maui, I gave my $100 bill to a really nice man named John. He was out cleaning, which he said he does six days a week to make everything nice, mostly for the tourists, even though he was a local. He does it because he loves it. No one pays him. I felt great. I gave it to the right person. He said it will really help his family. And maybe John, if you're out there listening to this, because we, I didn't find him again. We were supposed to exchange contact information, but um, feel free to reach out, John from That's so great. from Kona. If you if you're there, I hope you're well, and I hope your family's well. Um, we had a really nice long conversation after I gave it to him and he was just in shock. Like, like I said, he was a local out cleaning trash from a tourist area where there was almost a hundred percent tourists, like almost no locals were there except for some of the workers in the buildings. But he was out there cleaning the streets for free, like because he wanted his home place to be beautiful. And like, I didn't know anything about him. I just, when I saw him, I just thought, this seems like the right person. And I thought maybe he was paid by the city or something. Like maybe he's on, this is his job. And I thought, and when I started talking to him, like he, and I realized in the back of this truck, he just had all these tools, all just random things he had to help clean up. And he just went out and did it every day. That was what he did. Cause he wanted to do it to help the community. And was like, he needs to come to my beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. No, not many people would do that. And just feel, be so prepared to like take care of their home and, and not even for themselves, but for people that don't even live there, that just keep, you know, like 
how yeah. per, the persistence of, the, of him, of John. That's awesome. Hi, John. Thank you for listening yeah. to this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yes. Um, okay. I think I have another one I want to read. This yep. is another short poem. And I think I wrote this in early March. Okay. Soaking in the abyss of despair, choking on air, do you feel that pressure on your chest? Discomfort doesn't rest, not for you or anyone for that matter. It is cyclical to postpone it now will default it to the ladder of your life. To experience strife is to be human. To experience heartache or loneliness or any and all forms of pain is to gain perspective. That's it. Mm. Perspective. Such a big word, isn't it? But yeah, is it? I feel that sometimes it has like a negative connotation and sometimes a positive connotation. I think for us, it has a very positive connotation. And I wonder if people think about it. Yeah. How do you feel about yeah, that word? I think perspective is huge. I think, you know, honestly, it's just hitting me right now in this moment. But everything I'm doing in my life right now, everything is not everything, but most things hmm. are to gain perspective, to see the world beyond the way I'm used to seeing it, to do things that are different and push the boundaries of who I am as a person, to notice new things and see and explore different places, to understand different cultures and people and ways of doing this thing called life. Because I believe in the pursuit of that, I will be able to have a more vivid, rich experience that is going to contain way more wealths of emotion and just beauty at different levels that I can't even understand or perceive. And I think that's ultimately going to result in me dying you know, or on my deathbed and looking back on my life and saying, I, I, I did it. I, I had a life well lived because I gained perspective. And so, yeah, perspective is a very, very big thing to me that is like an undercurrent that I never really like totally like put there as the focal point like consciously until just now but it's huge and all things help you get perspective and so i think that's what's helped me get over some of the harder parts of my life and in that moment i was going through some issues where i had a lot of pain because my medication wasn't exactly where i needed it to be and this is only like a handful of months at from my surgery and there was still like a lot of healing to do and I was like, I, I I couldn't just walk away from this discomfort. Like, it, it, like anybody that suffered from chronic illness or pain can understand this. Like, you can't just, you have to like live with it at a certain level. You have to yeah. accept it, but it can help you gain perspective and, you know, become somebody stronger in a lot of ways. So that was me wrestling with that um, and just, you know, making the best of a situation that can otherwise, you know, beat you down. Thank you for, for sharing that. I think that's, Oh, is there a purpose in life? Who knows? But there's definitely a journey, isn't there? And there is a, a point when you start realizing that where you're at is better than where you've ever been, which we're going to say, can I, can I read like the last three entries? I just, I'm going to read to the yes. end. I'm getting close because to that, where it converges as well. <laughs> so go for yeah, it. We're, we're somehow we're wrapping all this together everywhere you go. Like my journal started going as well. So this is really nice, <laughs> but to, to get it started, um, Japan, I want to just read this one thing. I can't get past Japan, the design, thoughtfulness, intention, culture. I love it here. 
Um, I have complete and fully Higai to be here, to live here, love here. Um, I want family and culture elsewhere, but I know I want to build a home here. So at some point I know I'm going to build a home in Japan. It's been one of my dreams since I was maybe like 11 years old. I, I just knew that I was going to have a home there at some point. Maybe a really small micro home or a, or a life farm cube mm -hmm. would be amazing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I'm telling my future self, you must come lie here. The joys are immeasurable. Take on the difficulty. Do what you have to. Japan, Jordan. Okay. Told myself, I have to go to Japan. Um, <laughs> uh, and then another fun entry, August 24th, Galaxy's Edge. I'm eating the delicious temple root leaf and moss salad with seasoned guayo egg dish at Docking Bay 7. Spice and fresh, show you egg. I don't even know what you ate, <laughs> but it sounds great. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, next entry, another crazy one, September 7th. Flying with goats. I really love goats. I'm not sure why. Something is good with goats. I feel like I'm a human goat. <laughs> <laughs> it has not been an animal I have ever connected to in such a way. I'm glad you have. That's Oh, I love, yeah. Goats, uh, bats, octopus. They're like my three. That's that's my trifecta right You had them on the top of your mind. You were ready to go with that. Uh, I know, that's I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thank we're you. almost at the end. <laughs> Bear with me. Okay, November 8th, rediscovery. Life is getting easier to live mentally, physically. I can't help but notice it is a mindset. Living life is a mindset. I have found a new set of friends. My days are happier in many ways. I feel little fear and rarely. I would attribute this to a daily routine and exercise, breath work, having time for myself. So this was, this is going to, I think, be a narrative that rings true. All of my friends that are older than me, I have some friends in their mid-50s. They all say that life gets more enjoyable and easier to live the older that they get. And I also mm -hmm. felt the same thing. And I have read some psychology papers and textbooks that have outlined a similar trajectory, which and it's basically because the older you get, the less importance, the less, the less importance you put on things, situations, the less fear you have. And the more understanding you have that life just is as life is, in other words, that radical acceptance grows bigger and bigger until it becomes to such a point that you understand how to live to feel joy instead of feeling fear. In one way, you could put it, I guess. Maybe I'll feel differently in my 50s. Who knows? But <laughs> Yeah, I really like that. It reminds me that the page always turns. There's always mm -hmm. the next chapter as long as you're there to read it, right? So... You can be afraid of things, but on the other side of that fear is like, there's like things like, what's the worst thing that could happen? If it's okay, excluding death, like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Eventually that too shall pass. Like this too shall pass. Yeah. It is huge. Um, and I think that's along those lines of what you're saying, like just realizing that life flows, life moves forward. And it's so like, so just do something because it's going to move forward regardless. So, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I have two more quick ones. Then I'm done. I'm done. Done. Completely All right. done. Okay. That's my turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. November 16th. Go there, over there. Get over where you were supposed to go. Make what you wanted to. November 17th. Organic mind. My mind is always looking to find a justify, rationalize, understand. It's looking for what's looking and how to fix things. 
How do I actually know what is or what's right? What I think to know can be anything. And if that state brings happiness, then it is a place I want. It is the questioning and shifts I should look for. Do you mind reading that one more time? Yeah, I can do that. Organic mind. My mind is always looking to find and justify, rationalize, understand. It is looking for what's looking and how to fix things. How do I actually know what is or what's right? What I think I know can be anything. And if that state brings happiness, then it is a place I want. It is the questioning and shifts I should look for. Yeah, that's that's a really great way of putting a lot of what I've experienced in time. I've called it something different, but I think there's a lot of beauty in, I think like the main point of life is, or I'm not exactly the best way to say it, but it's in the daily rediscovery of who are who, who you are becoming and it's this concept that, that you don't know what you don't know and the person i am today i couldn't have even fathomed imagined constructed it mentally like i didn't know this was a way to be until mm-hmm. i became it i allowed myself to like think differently and like and part, partially forced into it but it was this very potent example that I can't know what the t- tomorrow me should be like. Like, I mean, I can have an idea of like goals and aspirations. I'm not saying don't have those because I, I think you have to hold on to ideas, you know, at a certain point to have progression in life, but there has to be a certain understanding that you don't necessarily know the right things to think or do or it's there's like there's just a lot of messiness there and it's about like it's about you know surrendering to that and being okay with thinking differently and allowing yourself to just to, to flow and change shape in ways that you couldn't have planned yeah, I think yeah. that's that is the trajectory. That is the the shift. And I also would try to remind myself that was I was trying to uh, convey that I think I know too much. Almost always, I'm I'm almost always thinking I have the answer because I have experience yeah. and I've right. learned and I just consume so much to find the answer. I just, I, I'm searching for the, the answer, whatever, whatever the question is, there's an answer there. Right. But that's not ace. There's more often. I'm probably at, at least off base by some percentage points, like if not mm-hmm. very off base. And regardless of that, it doesn't really matter. It's about yeah. trying to find the model back to what brings me solidarity and fulfillment and joy and connection and those things are ultimately what ends up mattering and i'm i'm constantly distracting myself by this feeling of right or not and yeah i've learned a lot of lessons from that throughout my life by becoming too hyper focused on the intellect and 
stepping back brought me perspective, as you're saying, and it helped me re-emanate a new path, which has a lot of checks in, into my own uh, mm -hmm. arrogance, I would say. So it's important. Yeah, it's it's something you have to keep in check. Um, it's something I want to remember as well. Like, I feel like I have like profound truths that I've discovered over the past year. And I, and that's not to say that those aren't super, like those weren't profound for me and that I do feel like I have a, yeah. you know, a, a deeper understanding of life and how to live it more authentically. And that these are the things I should be caring about in essence, like these are the concepts and ideologies that should feel virtuous to me and mm -hmm. that I should be trying to optimize around, um, because I've experienced them and they were good to like just experientially like I am prouder and happier for the person I am by going through those things. And so like I sit on those, but I also have to be aware that there can be that this isn't the end. Like it's the very beginning. Like I'm still so young and there's still so much more to learn. And if I'm like so focused on this being the thing and these are my virtues and all of these things, then I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the growth that I can't see yet. And also like you stated earlier, you might, grow into such a different person that you don't recognize the person you are now like all these yeah. constructs all these models and useful pathways you've sculpted inside of your neural connections they might just be nonsense in 10 years and you'll just see that they were a stepping stone to make one small discovery into the bigger person you are in that future and so yeah. if you can keep that model in mind knowing that you could grow into that bigger thing at any moment i think the growth becomes faster it's like you suddenly understand the things that weren't even on the radar. If you can know what doesn't exist suddenly exists, then you have this whole new mind map of how to get there, I would say. Can well, you read us a poem? Well, Do you have anything? Forgive me something poetic. Oh, goodness, you want a poem? That's not where I was going with this. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I will read you something that's kind of poetic. How about that? Okay. All right. This is June 16th, and it's a two-part two-parter. All right. Today is the day the day I get my first tattoo. I never thought I'd say that, but it feels right, so right. Joie de Papillon, the joy of the butterfly. A 17th century French expression that means, or was first, first directly translated to momentary gladness. It is that feeling you get when you're watching a sunset or taking that first sip of, you know, wine or your morning coffee something with depth to it or like when your eyes meet that of your lovers and time seems to dissipate as a construct butterfly joy is a poetic phrase that reminds me that joy is found in the present moment but also the present moment will pass life is ephemeral the moments a moment arrives the moment it is gone so be present not living in the future or the past, but in each and every moment, fully committed to it because joy is only ever found and experienced in the present moment. So enjoy it before the moment, before all the moments, before life itself passes you by. But it also means a bit more to me. When I was 21, I almost died. If it wasn't for modern medicine, I'd be dead. I was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease and I ended up losing my thyroid. 
my butterfly-shaped organ. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It put everything into perspective. The experience has matured me and changed me in so many ways. I appreciate life so much more and I don't take anything for granted because each day I get, each moment is a miracle and I'm so grateful for every second my heart beats. If there's anything I've learned, the biggest way I've changed, I've grown before my diagnosis and I was running through life, sprinting to nowhere, complacent yet completely unfulfilled. I could never be happy, experience real joy because I was never present. I lived in my regrets or in the future I would could never turn into a reality because I didn't have the courage to try. I numbed the present with vice after vice most of the time, um, several vices at once. I didn't respect my body, my time, the gift of life. It was sad, really. I didn't love myself. But now I do, and I've never held on so tightly to the present moment. I've never loved myself more. I've never been more grateful. And I am com a completely different person, and I am so glad that I am. Life is so much more beautiful when you realize how finite and fragile this all is. When you accept and love yourself truly. When you dive in with and follow your curiosity. When you allow yourself to be 100% you. It is so free. I am as free as a butterfly. The butterfly um, is a blue morpho. They represent internal change, internal metamorphosis growth. And you become someone new in a very fundamental way. I may have lost my butterfly organ, but that gave me the chance to become one. Joie de Papillon. Next day. <laughs> yes. I did it. I got a fucking tattoo. I'm a badass. Wow. <laughs> I don't think it has really set in. I mean, it has, but I think it will really set in when it's still in my arm in a year or 10 years. And whenever I choose to pick this book back up, hi, older me, how do you like the tattoo? Do you regret it? I sincerely hope not because it means so much to me and I find it beautiful and perfect. Maybe it looks like a little odd to you, worn a little bit. It isn't novel, so that makes sense. But I highly doubt it has lost all its spark. If it has, look at it harder. Go back and read yesterday's entry and remember what it means. Also, I love you. I love me. I hope you're happy and healthy. Now that I am inked, I need it to heal. And I'm going to take it easier this weekend, relax, and so forth, yada, 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 some other things. But I think I just thought that was so, I, I just took it a little bit differently. And I like, sometimes in, when you're journaling, sometimes it's good to talk explicitly to your older self. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt your older self. It would be giving you any flack. <laughs> that's kind of the funny thing. You, you've got all the passion, and then you're like almost afraid of what the older self would think. But of course, yeah, like you made the decision, and it's part of the path. You know what I love though? We, you and I had this deep conversation once in the middle of the night. It was like two a.m. We're on a bench outside of a coffee shop in the avenues in Salt Lake, and we were talking about near-death experiences because I had like three of them in a row when I was 18 and you had yours recently, but you were still like, well, you still are, I think, fresh on that feeling, that high of I almost died and life is different now. Life, life means yeah. something different now. 
Um, and yours was a little bit more like drawn out. Mine, mine were all like almost instant moments of death. But right. yours, yours was an event that <laughs> went on for a while. Um, but the end outcome from that makes it so you're so present about everything. Like you, I could just feel the flowing energy around you of, of like, hey, I'm alive. Like you're not hearing groceries open the store, like with a disgruntled look on your face, like, oh, I can't believe I have to be inside. Like you're not upset about somebody who's, who's like driving, you know, in some way that you don't like. You're not like angry because this or that, you know, bill came or whatever, you know, it's just, you were just there to be happy. And like, we were just soaking it up, having a conversation, touching some wild plants and reeds, doing whatever we wanted in the middle of the night. It was great. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to get worked up about small nuances of life when you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off because man, are you just so grateful that you were able to be cut off? <laughs> that, the fact that, that actually was able to happen. <laughs> the fact that you're here and we're aware of that. <laughs> that's so right. cool. Right? <laughs> right? You just get in that mindset. <laughs> so, and it's, it's intoxicating. But, okay, this brings me to one more journal entry. All right, 6-24-23. I went on a rel- relaxing hike this morning with a group. We did breath work and meditated. I got to meet a really cool guy named Jordan. (laughs) He's into health and longevity. And he also um, is uh, reading Peter Atiyah's book. He's fasted. He meditates and loves good design. He's also sober and loves running and working out. He is a cool ass dude. And I'm so happy I met him today. Probably the best connection I've made in Salt Lake so far. Uh, He's been to over 35 countries and has his own business. He's someone that I can learn from and push me to be better. And I wanted to share that with you um, because that's like a segue, I think, into um, kind of like the future and like what some of my New Year's resolutions are going to be and like some of that reflection too. But um, I thought that was just good because that was a moment we had together, but it would have never happened unless I that moment occurred. And, you know, I decided to just go and then face you and then chat. And um, I have other reflections about you, of course, but that was my first. <laughs> that was my first entry. That was, that was really lovely. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And I felt likewise, you know, I thought <laughs> I saw you pulling away in your Tesla. I was like, man, that Gregory guy is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause I actually really love Tesla's voice. I've always thought like yeah. they're really cool cars and people that own Tesla's like must have some kind of perspective, nothing against anybody who doesn't have a Tesla, right. but like all the things are rolling for you too. You were like mindful that you exercised and nope. I never in a million years thought I would meet a random person out anywhere in Salt Lake who was just reading Lifespan by <laughs> Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel, yeah. Like, there's no way. There's just no way that like all these things well and you need somebody. It almost never happens. And, and it, most, yeah, yeah, most of my friend circles is just. I love all my friends, but a lot of them, it's kind of like a grind to eat healthy together, which is something I'm passionate about, and that's. I'd still, I mean, I'll never stop being friends with someone because of what they eat. I don't, like, I don't, it's their decision, yeah. but it's easier and nicer to have like, you know, these mutual connections with people. And I think it's a beautiful thing when you can connect there. Thank you for I sharing. Agree. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. Is there anything else before I hop into the main thing? Um, the main thing, you've got an event. <laughs> um can I, can I segue into 
the planning. And I just wanted to talk about my fears list a little bit to reflect on these things. Like this year in 2023, um, I wanted to close my Apple rings, which means I'm going to burn 600 active calories. That means I'm choosing to do a workout actively in order to get the calories that count for that as active workout calories. 600 a day. I'm going to work out for 60 minutes active workout every day. I'm going to stand for t at least a couple of minutes for 12 hours out of every day. That's how I close my rings. And then on top of that, I'm doing my three hour daily stack, as I call it, which is this. Sometimes it's like you can look at this 30 micro steps that you go through. It's, it involves 10 minutes of meditation, at least 10 minutes of yoga, a two minute cold shower, um, doing some kind of external workout for 20 minutes, which bleeds into the other workout thing. Um, I've had reflection moments of writing in journals as part of it for most of the year. Um, breath work is like three steps in the Wim Hof method. I do three rounds of that, which has been super helpful for me. I feel it's really calmed me and given me perspective. Uh, and then I have this whole oral routine, which has been huge, like using a water pick, tea tree oil rinse. I've been, been pulling things from influencers, but also um, just from general books that I've read and from personal trials of just seeing how things affected me. And I sculpted it for about two or three years before I implemented it as a full everyday thing. And I've been hitting it. I'm I'm eight days away from the end, which is amazing. That's so like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really good about it. And not, it's not like it's the craziest. I mean, athletes do more work than I do. I, I'm not like in denial about the fact that I'm not pushing myself to the max, but I am very proud of what I've done. And I you know, want to thank me for being me, <laughs> for putting in the work. Um, but the fear list that I have is a, is a completely different thing. And I'm hoping this will challenge people to set some goals in 2024. The reason why I brought this up is because I just wanted to like give some inspiration. You can do it. I've been doing it. I've hit it. I did it through COVID. Like I said, like I've been, I've felt so much healthier. I've taken supplements every day and that's also helped me a lot. Like making sure you're getting all the levels and getting your vitamin D and magnesium and whatever you need. Just Basically, prioritizing health is the best way to put it. I prioritized my health above everything else this year, and it was 100% worth it. There's no question. And that includes mental health. I've also read a book. I've been reading two books a week, actually. And so I've been reading a lot. That's part of the routine is reading. Whoa. That's why it takes three hours, because I have like a segment of reading. Um, so I've learned That's so awesome. much this year. That's awesome. Yeah, I have, I have just like this list of books, which is great, because I go back next year and reread the ones that I felt were super useful. But fear list. I started this... Um, a little more than a year ago, but every week I would put something down and I have a big list. I haven't done all of them, but I'm just going to read a few of them and hopefully maybe they'll challenge you to do some fears. Maybe you want to do one fear month or you want to do one fear week. Just think of things that have put you out of your comfort zone because it's important to get out of your comfort zone to grow as a person, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so some of these. Uh Audition for or start a band. Go to a therapist. Uh, volunteer or give labor to a stranger. Uh, get someone's number and hang out with them later. A complete stranger. Uh, message all the friends that you love. Start a weekly social ritual. Fast for 24 hours. Visit a live volcano. Complete a multi-pitch climb outdoors. Uh, go on a three-day backpacking trip. Um... 
swim underwater. This was a huge one for me because I had surgery on my ears when I was a kid and they've always been a little bit off and they've hurt when I've gone swimming or I've gotten swimmer's ear. When I went to Hawaii, I decided I'm going to go free diving and I burst my eardrum immediately when I went underwater. So my fear, my fear was not irrational. It was a bit painful, but it was like, I thought maybe it's all in my head. I have to try it. I, I regret nothing. Like I went, I conquered my fear and I, I went through the pain and took the antibiotic drips after and it was fine. Like I realized that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's something, something I got over and got through, but I conquered a fear and I'm, I feel like a bigger person because of it. Um, yeah. Just lots of, lots of things can surprise you. I think, um, they can be small too. play physical sport with others, uh, run a half marathon. I did that on a trail run with some friends for the first time, which is great. Uh, 10 minute cold exposure bath, uh, Normally I had only taken cold showers and in Japan I went to this like ultra cold bath and I stayed in for 10 minutes while all these really big built Japanese guys went in and they were like only in there for a couple minutes. I was like, yeah, the little <laughs> the American skinny white dude's going to stay in here for 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. It was great. So yeah, I don't know what fears I'm going to take on next year. Um, I have some really intense ones too, but I really hope that everyone will set some fears because the world will be a better place. In my opinion, if we see these fears, we are honest about them and then we make a reason to go take them on because otherwise you probably won't take them on. If I didn't have this book and I wasn't going through the fears, I don't think I would be conquering them in the same ways. Yeah, that's powerful. Honestly, every time I went towards what I fear, I've been proud of it. And it's like what you're afraid of the most is the exact thing that you really should be doing in mm -hmm. most cases. Obviously, like there are constructs there that maybe aren't totally accurate. Like I'm afraid of like being robbed. I probably shouldn't make it easier for me to be robbed. <laughs> but like within certain <laughs> within a certain thing, uh, you know, for the safety. most part, like following it. Right. You know, safety first, people. But like following your fears and allowing yourself to be changed, allowing yourself to step into the unknown. I think that's where a lot of fear comes from is like, you don't know, but I also think a lot of fear is made up. Like, yeah. how often have you been afraid of something that you went and did it and it was nothing like what you imagined to be? It's like right. mostly in the anticip anticipation of it. Yeah. That's been true. I don't know if any time I've been afraid of something was really exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like, it always was way more manageable than I anticipated. But then yet I still anticipate other fears in the future being just as like scary. <laughs> and I never learned my lesson that it's never as scary as you think it is. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's like part of the human condition. Like you're just wired that way. But yeah, just remembering that being mindful, writing progress. it down. Yeah. And the progress comes from doing them, like from conquering the yeah. fears. That's where you start to gain the courage and understanding yeah. that they're not as big Confidence as they builds. They grow if you continually think there's more and that they're bigger than they are. That's what they are. They're the invisible monster that's on top of your head. And if you want to just get out of that and punch your way back out into the world, I don't know where my crazy metaphors are going, but you gotta, you gotta just go <laughs> yeah. for it. You gotta keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, thank you for sharing. All right, I have uh, two journal entries, and this is all around New Year's stuff. So, um, 
and I think that's right in line with your stuff. Um, I haven't really thought through it about beers in such a way, but I am going to do that now that you mention it. I'm going to go write some beers down and probably add some things here. I think a lot of my fears are baked into the resolutions that I've written because I want to conquer them, but I just never, you know, state them explicitly, but I am going to do that. All right. So this is um, basically a year ago to the day. um, And it's when I like really started to like, I journaled here and there prior to this, but I was like, I'm going to journal every day for the next year. (laughs) Right. And so um, anyway, so, I'm, going to, I'm starting to take journaling seriously. And there's something about the physicalness of it that I think will help this habit stick. Also, I like the idea of embracing the mess that is my handwriting. It helps me not take it too seriously. I'm sitting in Fosco Coffee Bar on Palafox Street. Across from Wilfred's about to get my hair cut. I should note that I do not drink coffee anymore, so I'm sipping on a warm, milky, robust tea instead. I haven't had caffeine in months now or alcohol, and I like the way I feel. I'm starting to feel healthy again. There's still a slight tightness in my throat when I look up. I'm just glad the surgery went well. I'm thankful that I did not die, but I can write these words instead. With that said, there is still so much healing and growth ahead of me, both physically and mentally and even emotionally. There are a few things I'd like to begin to start myself on creating the life I want, a life full of emotion and color, friendship, love, and growth. I want to get the most out of life. I want to ride this wave I am with no regrets. Here are the things I'm starting to do just that. Um, so this is kind of like my concept of a New Year's resolution last year to date. Um, mm-hmm. Prioritizing my health, diet, exercise, and meditation. Journaling, getting all my thoughts out of my head. Reading, continuously learning and following curiosity. Drawing, it teaches me patience and creativity. Running, to keep my mind clear and heart strong. Yoga, to find balance in my body. Meditation, to find balance in my mind. To find and give love myself friendships and i also wanted to start a social sport didn't know what it was at the time and then remember to laugh enjoy the moment and the ride lean harder and deeper into my career but always prioritize health i should have time for everything that i want to do so find that balance between like work and life be confident i am amazing act like it be grateful for my health in every moment so that was really what I rolled into this past year thinking a lot about. And I'm glad to say that I was able to do the majority of these things. And I definitely took on all of them um, at some rate. Prioritizing my health 100%, like you're saying, the most important thing I've ever done was prioritizing my health from a physical perspective, but also a mental perspective. And that's where meditation really came in. Journaling also really, really helps with this too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then following my creativity and like, reading and exploring a lot of things i've read more books this past year than i've ever read in my life probably not as many as you if you've been reading two a week but i read a lot and i'm so i was proud of that and i want to continue that like moving forward but i'll get to those in a second um the one thing that i didn't do as much as i wanted to was yoga i i got into yoga and i went to some classes also did stuff at home and got into some like you know some yoga routine but it never really stuck and I'm a little disappointed by that. And so I want to also like take that as a learning, but for the most part, like I'm really happy with where I, where I ended up, I, you know, a year later since writing this. So I'm really excited to, you know, move on to the next year. And so I've been creating that list as well. Is there anything you want to share about this before I read kind of like start reflecting towards the future? Yes. Thanks for, for sharing all of that. I'm proud of you for hitting those things. And um, 
to be completely candid, like I only made it to 75 books instead of a hundred. My goal was a hundred and I'm okay with okay. that. So like I didn't make it exactly two weeks, but I made it pretty close. And it like, you know, books are varying lengths. I chose to read a lot of yes. long books because I like reading in depth books. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's okay. As long as you're consistently like I read every day, that's what's important. Like every single right. day I've read. And I think that's the most important thing. We should, we shouldn't always stick these bigger things on top of what the yeah. importance of the goal is. Um, all of that said, can we give a few things that we felt were the most helpful things for the year from routine or whatever? Like for mine are, are pretty straightforward ones. Like I take a yeah. 10 minute walk as soon as I get up outside every morning, get the sunlight in your eyes, the Andrew Huberman repetition of saying that over and over again, it, it works hundred percent. It makes you feel better and it really sets your circadian clock and it helps your sleep at the end of the day. It's completely underrated. Um, yoga to yoga at least 10 minutes a day and the apple fitness plus yoga is amazing like that's that's my go-to i i used to do some youtube yoga and some of them didn't feel like they pushed me that much the apple fitness plus yoga is amazing like i usually do like uh jessica or um what's the other guy's name uh anyway i forgot but there's some there's some good instructors on there and they have like 10 minute 20 minute 30 minute and 45 minute and you can just choose from a whole bunch of different ones they have great music like you can see your heart rate and all these other things while you're doing it if you have an apple watch if not you can still do it on your phone or your tv and it's not that expensive if you just want to do that they have like free trials so yoga walk outside 10 minutes cold showers two minutes every day completely changed so many things for me the like my mood it just went way up since I started doing it. And I hate getting in every day, even now after doing it so much, I still, it's not like as big of a deal anymore, but I still right. don't enjoy the start of it. But after, wow, you just feel so good. And like all the studies that have looked into this have shown that it lasts for up to two weeks from a single two minute shower. So believe it's it, phenomenal. it's, it's real. It will boost your mood. It'll make you feel happier overall. Um, and breath work has been really big for me too. It's one of the most relaxing parts of my day. This is the last thing I'll say is like when I do the Wim Hof and then I do a, a four, seven, eight breathing, four seconds breathing in, seven minutes, seven seconds holding, eight seconds breathing out. I'll do that like Andrew Wheel method for four rounds or so after my three rounds of Wim Hof. And then the last thing I do is box breathing for 10 seconds. And while I'm doing this, uh, sometimes I'll just lay on my back and I'll listen to some really relaxing music. Um, John Hopkins has an album that is just like rainforest and ambient sounds. And it's so amazing. It's one of the most relaxing things I think I've ever listened to. So there's that. But then recently I've been watching um, cartoons or animated shows. And I've been watching, I watched all of the, the Clone Wars, all seven seasons. And I've been watching like the Bad Batch now. And I've, I'm just like slotting in and watching these shows while I do the breath work. And it's just one of the most exciting and personal times of my day. I absolutely love it. it. There's nothing like it because I know that moment is for breath work. And I'm so in tune with my body and I'm so in tune with what I'm into in the story of what I'm watching and everything is coming together and it, it, everything else dissolves. You can't ruminate in those moments. You can't ruminate during a cold shower. You cannot ruminate during yoga if you're paying attention at all and <laughs> doing it, doing yeah. your poses, right? So these things will bring presence and they will bring clarity to your minds. They will make you a happier person. So I highly recommend them. That's my, my list. Sorry for taking so long. 
no, you're fine. Thank you for sharing. Um, lots of wisdom in that. And I have definitely done some of those things. You're making me want to commit to taking a cold shower every day next year. <laughs> I did not put that down, but maybe I will. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. And then for me, I guess like I have specific examples, but I really started building systems in my life. And I think that's really helpful. Like that's how I viewed it in my mind. It was like, how do I build systems that allow me to achieve these goals and like reorganize my life in such a way where I can prioritize things in a certain order. Um, so how do I put my health first? Well, I have to shift and I think there's a level of privilege that comes with my position in my life that allows me to do this. Like I work remotely, I can live anywhere I want. I, as long as I go show up to my meetings I'm fairly responsive within a certain time frame of the day. Um, I can work whenever I want as long as I get my stuff done. And so I have like some flexibility and freedom to like shift my day how I want to. And so I used to like get up and start working first thing in the morning. Like I would, you know, I would take a shower or whatever, but then I just go straight into working and I shifted that. And now I always like, I don't start working till like three or four hours after I wake up because I realize that the most important impactful important part of my day the mo the time that my brain has the capacity to be the most plastic it can be and also has as much energy and vitality as possible is going to be directly after i wake up the first three hours of my day is when i'm the most creative it's when i do all of like my best work and i just had to like learn that about myself and so i realized that i need to put me first like i needed to shift my day so i could wake up and give the time to myself first and like that's probably you know i think that's kind of what you're doing too like you have this morning routine you start your day with yourself and strengthening yourself and building that system in place and giving yourself the space to instill all of these other practices and so the first thing i do now is wake up and i go for a run because again morning sunlight <laughs> can't you know um share that too much it really helped me like to start setting my circadian cycle right um but getting out into nature first thing in the morning getting my heart beating, but, you know, leaning into my physical health and the mental clarity that comes from running for me is really important. It's also very meditative and pulls me into the present moment, especially if I'm running on trails or things like that, where you have to watch where you're stepping. And it's not just so easy. It's just like kind of mindlessly going around a track, for example. Um, mm -hmm. But doing those types of things and then immediately following, I'm doing some stretches and some light yoga. Um, most of the time I did, but Sometimes I skip the yoga part and then I would go straight into like meditation and sit there for 30 minutes or so and give myself time to, you know, really come back to the present time and time again and see what's on my mind. And then immediately after that, I would journal and I would journal for, you know, as, as, however long I needed typically is like 20 to 30 minutes of like just really making sure I write things down um, and get things out of my head. And so whatever might've been bothering me in that meditation. So I did things in a certain order um, that I thought helped facilitate the, like it starts to compound. And then after that, I felt like I was ready to take on the day and start working. And maybe even before that, I, I might read something or do a creative project or something else like I'm putting into my personal time, if I still had time. And then I'd go into working for the day. Um, and I'd be so warmed up by that point and also just feeling fully fresh and fully me. All of those things didn't deplete energy. It just made the best use of it. And then, you know, I moved forward. And so I think it's super important if you're trying to make New Year's resolutions. For me, it helped to 
think deeply about how you structure a day, the order in which you want to do those things. How do you make it easier to compound um, all of the activities you want to do? Um, so think strategically about that. And if you have the privilege of being able to move things in a more drastic way, do that so you can make sure they get done. So that's how it's been for me. And then like on other levels, like of how to eat healthy, right? I just did a lot of research up front around how to eat healthy. And again, that took like a month or two to really start to finalize it. Like this is my routine, but then I'm buying the same types of foods. A lot of the time for like my weekly stuff, I'm cooking similar recipes. I'm always changing things here up, you know, and then again, but like the basic principles are still there. I still drink the same morning concoction every single day. It has tons of vitamins and minerals and all these things in it, which I want to talk about more deeply later, Tom, because I'm really proud of it. But just making things easy and like some things can be a little bit habitual, but it's important to never be so habitual that you're just going through the motions and it's still like very intentional as you go through it. So that was kind of rambling, but that would be the point I want to bring home. I like the subtle progress. I think that's a very important point. You just because you make the resolution, you should still progressively sculpt it as you go. Yeah. Something I, I continually do this all the time with my routine. Every week I reset up the new week and I just double check in and make sure that everything on there is making sense. Like I started doing longer intermittent fasts in the beginning of the year and about halfway through the year. I realized that I needed to get more protein in my body and I needed my eating window to be a bit longer. So now I just always hit a minimum of not eating for 12 hours. Usually I'll hit about 16, but that's fine for me right now. Like it's and before I was trying to hit like, you know, an 18 to 20 hour window of not eating, but it, that was a bit too much. I, I can't eat enough fast enough myself right. <laughs> to fill in the protein needs that I had. So to just as an example, like little things can shift and it's You're okay. You're trying that are new. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what a great thing. Okay. Do, you, so do you have like a big resolution for next year? Do you have? Um, so I just have a long list of resolutions. Like, and these aren't, <laughs> uh, there's, some of these are small, some of them are big. Some of the things I'm just, I'm already doing. It's just about recommitting to them, right? And realizing that they were a good thing and I don't want to let that go. So yeah. I'm just going to start to just drop a ton. All right. Hey. Number one, write every day. Poetry, journaling, et cetera just write Two, run a thousand miles by the end of next year six days a week at least three strength training every other day minimum upper and lower body keep building up stability and stretches uh so that'd be number four stability and stretches really making that a point like i think i neglected that a little bit this year um that's super important so getting deeper into yoga yoga um so i don't know exactly what that looks like yet i'm gonna refine it before the year actually turns but I definitely mm-hmm. want to take yoga more seriously. It might, it'll probably end up being a daily thing. Uh, number four, meditate every day. Think where, think where I am standing. Think above my feet at least once a day. Uh, make sure that like that's a moment and I'm not just lost in my head. Five, experience something new on a weekly basis. Do something spontaneous and unexpected. Yeah. Six, grow life form. Sell at least one base cube, <laughs> if not full time <laughs> by end of year. Hmm. Be on that path. Yes. Um, seven, meet someone new and talk to a stranger at least once a week. Find somebody, you know, a friend, whatever it might be. Um, eight, uh, truly like learn a new language, like be able to speak very fluently in a new language. In um, a one year? Like, That's... well, I've been I mean, learning French for a while now, but Ooh, it's so that. hard to get it where you need it to be. If you're not just in the culture, and so I'm going to yeah. spend quite a bit of time 
in France this year too, hopefully. And I'm hoping that I'll, I'll be able to progress it pretty rapidly there because I've been studying for about a year now. But it's hard when you're not just speaking with locals all the time and like you're forced to be in it. So I'm, I don't know if it's going to be fluent. Fluency is a whole construct, but you know what I mean? Like I'm really pouring into it this year and I feel I'm going to feel confident in my, probably it's going to be French, but um, that ability. Nine, uh, start each day by connecting with nature. 10, go on a week-long silent retreat. 11, uh, 12, follow my heart, not the plan. 13, eat something new once a week at least. So like a new dish, a new recipe, something that's culturally different than what I'm used to. Um, oh, I want to smell them. See the northern lights. Create a poetic album. Ooh. So this is going to be like my personal project of the year. Cool. I I have some big plans for this. Like think of a music album, but it's going to be poetry with music instead. And but it's going it's going to be just different. And there's there's some some artists who have done some some things that are really cool that are all along this vein. I want to share with you later. Anyway, keep going. I love it. Yeah, I love definitely. It. Um, then I visit at least three new countries. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing more than that, but I just wanted to make sure that's a point like I want to, and I hate putting like numbers on certain things because like, oh, it's like an arbitrary type of thing. So, but I just, I wanted to make sure that I am seeing the world and I'm being exposed to new different ways of looking at the world. So I'll probably hit the first new, three new countries and probably like the first month <laughs> or two, but yeah. anyway. Um, all right. 18 document my travels and videos, taking pictures, writing to be able to, um, tell the story, um, and like, like I want to document my travel and my journeys and just be able to share that journey with other people, which is tied into number 19, uh, create a cinematic YouTube video at least once a month, hmm. 20, continue to learn as much as I can, um, for my current role at uh, a startup company I work at called Postscript, taking radical ownership in my position. I think it's really great for me because as I'm trying to also start a business, like I'm in a very unique position to be able to work at a really high growth company, working with really, you know, smart people and executives that I'm just, I could, it's like a playground for me. And like, I can learn deeply when I take radical ownership of my position there. I learned so much about building business and being able to apply that to my, to, to life form. So, cool. um, then prioritizing experiences, not things, prioritize people, uh, and develop one new random skill. Maybe it's surfing or basket weaving or cooking <laughs> of some type of like new type of uh, culinary scene uh, that I haven't like, tried. Same time, I hope all at once. I hope you all basket weaving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then read a new book uh, once a month at the very least. So like I'm going to continue to read and I'll probably do this. I'm keeping this very achievable, but I'm also trying to do a lot of things this year. So this is a jubilee, uh, man. You're like your list is insane, like insanely long. I'm, I'm, I wish you all the best of luck. I know you could do it, but you got it. You're ahead of you. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to create a public display of surrealistic art. Um, I want that to be a pretty big thing. And, um, maybe it goes in. Maybe it's like with the release of my poetic album. We'll see. <laughs> but, maybe we should get an artist residency in Tokyo. I know of a few that would host us. We it need be to awesome. talk more about this. We'll talk more about yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, last, but certainly not least, empower life to form health, 
presence and fulfillment. Okay. Nice. I love it. Great list. Mine is way shorter, but I guess it's all <laughs> my ritual already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a lot of this is stuff that I'm already kind of doing, but there's a few new things that I'm adding in there and I'm just, it's just the way I'm writing it out, but yeah. Cool. Thank you for sharing all that. I appreciate it. And I mean it when I say that I'm not just like wishing you luck. I know you can do it. It's just a, wow, what a list. You, I'm glad you're pushing yourself. <laughs> super important that we push ourselves. Um, set goals that you think you can hit. Like I'm very subtly adjusting my routine because it took me two years to like even shift into doing this every day. It took me a while because it's just a lot, but I found the efficiency there. And I think it's really important that you ebb and flow and find it. For me, I'm going to adjust my routine slightly. I want to do at least five minutes of abs every single day and get back into a calisthenics short routine on top of whatever whatever else I'm doing. I started, I dabbled with that here and there, but like hanging from a bar for one minute and doing 10 pull-ups and 15 push-ups and some squats and um, I guess the abs will be separate. But though I would do like three sets of that originally and sometimes it was too much if I was working out on top of that. But just doing that at least one one set of that every day made a huge difference. And I noticed like just the output that I had after I stopped doing that every day, changed a lot. And also you just feel more flexible in your back. I mean, doing yoga, I feel insanely flexible and just I'll be connected to all my muscles. And literally I can crack my back by flexing my muscles. That's how in tune I am with my muscles right now from doing yoga Whoa. with my posture. What it's a flex. Like, <laughs> what a flex. <laughs> yeah. But um, hanging from a bar is, is a natural thing. We, I mean, we, where do you think we evolved from? We we hung from things, tree branches, all day, every day. It's super important for lots of different muscular mus muscular structures. One of the books um, I read, I think it's called The Alignment Method. It was one of the earlier ones I read this this year. And it, he goes into a lot of depth about different movement practices and hanging and moving on bars is really important for lots of reasons. So that's those for physical things. And the big one, my big title, the drum roll coming in is uh, <laughs> to be 100% authentically me. Make decisions Whoa. based off of what's authentically me. And that is bigger than it sounds. At least That's huge. That scares me. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, knowing how hard that is. Yeah. It has caused, like, I've I've leaned into that in the past, and it is kind of backfired in ways, but I think it's mm. important to still pursue it. I think it's very important. And I think it's the only way to set you free, like you're saying, truth will set you free. Well, I think making authentic decisions for what you want will also set you free. So I, I, I want to have a whole podcast episode about authenticity and the pursuit of that. Like, cool. Because it's yeah. very difficult for me, personally, I... Like I, it's there, it's always there in my mind, but it's hard in the moment to realize, to like really like be able to know, is this the most authentic thing I can be doing right now? Like, and I think it, it's more obvious that others you have to like build that muscle, be self-aware, all of those things. Um, but sometimes it's a bit tricky um, to make the right decision. Um, mm -hmm. You don't know exactly which one's more authentic and sometimes you can overthink things and there's a whole process there. So yeah, Absolutely. I would love to, what a, what a goal. I Maybe we'll do that. And um Everybody listening, we'll see you in the next year. But please write your comments below. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, happy New Year's. <laughs> happy New Year's. And please please share your list. Like we, we yes, read the comments. New resolutions. We would love, 
yeah, we'd love to talk about what you're doing. And if you have recommendations for us, things that have helped you, like I love finding people to give recommendations for things to help with the everyday. I think that's very powerful. We're all, we're all humans. We're on the same team. We're all on spaceship earth. So let's drive this baby through space. Let's go. Let's go. All right. As always, thanks for listening.